variety show host and they would have stand-ups from America and musical acts from America. And then the whole show is done in Dutch. So it was kind of strange, you know, you just, you just, you just listen to a lot of like, right before he brings you up, you don't know what he's saying. So, you know, you just have to wait to hear your name. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of weird, but you know, it was, it was really fun and exciting. And of course you did your act in English, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Yes, I did. And they, they got it, but you could feel, I could feel a little, I, you know, I didn't bomb, but I could feel a little, uh, maybe lost in translation or maybe a little gap, little barrier there somewhere, but, uh, it went okay. Now they do have a neighbor of England, Holland, of course, but the water is separating them. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure not everybody. Yeah. English, but that must've been a great experience. You know, them flying you out there and you doing that, that must've been terrific. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I auditioned for the Broadway comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, um, I want to talk about Patrice O'Neill. From what I understand, he was a very, very good friend. He was a mentor. I know this elephant in the room yeah. on Comedy Central you were a part of. It came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. That's the year he passed away. Uh, tell me about your relationship yeah. with him. Um, it was, uh, like you said, it was a bit of a mentor uh, uh, relationship, a uh, friend, um, you know, uh, we did business together, uh, you know. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, you know Patrice is a big comedian, and um, and um, you, you don't you don't really realize uh, how important he was in your life until he's like not there anymore. You're like, oh shit, he was he was fucking huge. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you know, you, you you deal with that. But uh, I met Patrice, you know, in, in in New York City at the clubs, bouncing around and. You know, when you start comedy in the city, there's so many comedians and certain people, you know, you gravitate to, you gravitate to as far as friendship is concerned because, you know, you're not close friends with everyone. So, you know, you kind of just kind of go where you, you know, like when you're in school, you, you figure out who your friends are. Yeah. And um, uh, that's what happened. And then you bring me on the road. I was honored. And I got to study from the master and yeah. learn from him. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was tremendous, man. Best times of my life. Yeah. Now, as you know, on this show, we do it. Watch a full-length movie. We once watched a full-length movie called Furry Vengeance, mm-hmm. and Patrice O'Neill was in it. And so, you know, I do the research, and I got to look up uh, him, and, and uh, I got to uh, drop a lot of stuff about him. Uh, he was really, really funny, man. He had his demons. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Very insightful as well, too. Mm-hmm. Now, you just mentioned the Broadway Comedy Club, and we were both there. It was just on a Wednesday night, nothing spectacular, but just want to be in front right. of strangers on a weeknight. You know, it's gold. Right. Now, you were up there on the stage talking about being afraid of flying. It was a routine you were doing and how you want to stay yeah. on the road. And I rudely interrupted. I don't know if it's so rude, but I just blurted out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's whatever. You were yeah. on the bus. So this was the Turn It Funny tour, um, uh-huh. and Tracy Morgan was part of that. Uh, but James McNair passed away. It was an accident with a Walmart truck. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about that. I mean, the first thing you said was that was a long time ago. 
And I guess it was yeah. 2014, you know? So yeah, is that still with you or tell me? A little oh, bit yeah, about absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was still with me. It's a, a traumatic event. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I've, I've done a good job of uh, getting over it. I don't have any. Uh, initially, I had a little PTSD afterwards. Uh, yes. I don't I don't deal with any of that anymore. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. So now you related a funny story about how where Tracy ended up. Why don't you tell us? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it was an accident. So we were being tossed around in there. And, you know, when it's going on, you don't you know, you're just in the middle of it. But when it, the dust settled, uh, I realized Tracy was on top of me. And um, he was kind of hanging from something. He was not on top of me, but he was kind of hanging from something. And um, <laughs> he he was peeing. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Tracy, man, stop peeing on me. <laughs> now he was I, told, I, I told him when he woke up uh, from yeah. his coma, you know, uh, I told him, I said, man, I'm glad you're okay, man. But you know, you was peeing on me. He's like, whatever. I know you like it. I know how you get down. And I was like. You know, just women, not men. Yeah, that's a little gentle. Is that okay? Is that okay for this podcast? Yes, golden it is. showers. You want, yeah, you want women and you want conscious. You want them to be conscious. Yes, 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 yes. Now you did have a broken wrist from that, mm -hmm. and like a bruised up ankle or something. Were you in a lot yeah. of pain when it? You know, like, like the, there was a big event, and then you find yourself like, what happened? Did it hurt a lot? Uh, were you able to get out of the? Um, yeah, no, I wasn't. I was helped out of the vehicle. I wasn't able to get out because uh, I was uh, I was all disorientated and uh, and um, and and I was just stuck. One, two, I couldn't move, and I could. I tried to move, but my wrist was. I realized my wrist was broken. But there were people outside trying to help us out, and um, and they did, and I got out, and uh, I realized everyone else was unconscious, and um, I remember the uh, one of the EMTs telling me that uh. Uncle Jimmy Mack didn't look good, so. Uh -huh. uh, uh, no, it wasn't EMT. It was oh, was it EMT or, or maybe the driver? Because one of the drivers, it was two drivers, and one of the drivers, both of the drivers, was helping. You know, people try to take us out. Uh huh. So you talked about uh, South Carolina. I, I know you went to school down there. I guess it was in Spartanburg, and this is when, you know, an amazing thing happened. You were drafted. I mean, 52nd round, but you were drafted into Major <laughs> League Baseball, right? Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I played baseball all my life. It was part of my life growing up. My I come from a baseball family. Uh, my uncle played Major League Baseball. And when I was younger, he coached uh, minor league baseball with the Toronto Blue Jays organization. And they, they had a team near where I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. So I would go to Florence to see minor league games and – then they moved to Myrtle Beach, and I would go to Myrtle Beach to see games, and I, I would play. And um, and my father loved baseball; he always was watching it. So later on, I started, you know, taking taking to it, and um, I really try really hard to be a major league baseball player for a while. You did a you do a very funny routine about that, uh, about like losing your mitt, and it kind of doesn't matter. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh well, that was that part is just a joke. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't lose my mitt. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I make fun of uh, that's me uh, being uh, 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 making fun of myself about you know failure or not getting where I want to go. Uh 
So I exaggerated a little bit on my experience when I uh, played uh, in spring training. Baseball, whatever. Next thing you know, you're on Saturday Night Live hanging out. I know. It's crazy. Terrific, you know. And I do want to recognize your uncle, uh, Leroy, I think is his name. And yeah. He's not with us anymore. I know that. It was an accident. But yeah. did nine seasons as a Major League Baseball player, including the New York Mets. Yeah, yeah. And he played a year in Japan uh, for the uh, Hunshin right. Tigers, I think it was. Right. I read that, too. I didn't understand what that yeah. was. Okay, so that was Japan. That's Yeah, he played in Japan for a year. Uh-huh. So that's your father's uncle, it must be, with the last name, of course. Yeah, my father's brother, yeah. Yeah, he must have been proud or jealous. I don't know which. There's a dynamic <laughs> between brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I come from a baseball family. My whole family played baseball. My uncle's the only one that took it seriously, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you have a bunch of stuff out there online, but you've all – let me see. What have we got here? Uh, I don't know. Kill you. <laughs> Gotham Comedy Live, Damon, Native Innocence. But there was a DVD I wanted to plug, and I know you're working on a new one, a comedy special. Um, uh, that was a comedy album, um, Naive Innocence. I, I recorded it in 2017. Okay, gotcha. But so yeah. you're working on a new one now. Yes, yes. It's pretty, uh, it's coming along. The COVID, you know, pretty much, you know, when you, you're not getting on stage as much, it's harder to you know, create the material and ah, get it, get it, it, get it like you want to, you know, that takes a lot of stage time over <laughs> and a lot of little, you know, s- spots like doing, you know, like the show you saw me at just, you know, just crafting an act, you know, right. Experimenting. What, yeah. you, you're working on a title. You got a title. You know what? I don't do the, I, I do the title after I realize what it looks like. You know what I mean? Like after I do, like I perform somewhere and I do an hour, 45 minutes and I'll record it and I'll listen to it and I hear what it sounds like. And then that that's how I come up with, with the title. You know, I, that's how that's how I did the last one, you know, so yeah. Like something from the content. Yeah, yeah, something from the content or, or whatever, because uh, you know, a lot of these jokes, some of them are, have nothing to do with each other, but once I have the material together, I like to try to craft it into to something like a through line or, or a theme or, mm-hmm. you know, a narrative or something like that. You know, I tried to find it. Matrice taught me how to do that too. Um, to find the commonality and all the jokes that you've written to form a, a bit of a narrative. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. He's, he was, he's really sharp. I mean, that's something that, uh, okay. Native in, naive innocence. That's the one. Now that's still yeah. out there on Apple music, right? Yes. Yeah, on all platforms actually. All yeah. Platforms. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So check it out. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, naive. So, okay. Naive innocence, and that's out there on all the other platforms. Now, how can people find you out there? I know Twitter is at Harris Stanton. Instagram is Harris Stanton Comedy. Do you have a website, YouTube channel? How can people find you out there? Follow. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have a website, but I, I'm 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 gonna get where I've been saying that for a while. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have a I'm on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter, and I usually try to put uh when I'm performing anywhere, I try to post I post my performances. So if anyone's interested, they can uh, you know, buy a ticket. 
you know. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully it's Scotty's, right? Next Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay, now, Harris Stanton. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do. They must hit play at home at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Harris Stanton, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Brooks film. You saw it was a Brooks film production, right? Name me another movie that Brooks, uh, Mel Brooks, uh, production house produced. You know, Vagrant? this was produced by Mel Brooks, and you would think that would be all like comedies, not at all. No, dude, the movies he produced under Mel is uh, Eraserhead. Mm hmm. Uh, I believe he did a racer. He did no. He did a. He did Dune. I think he produced Dune. He produced I only Solar have Babies. Three examples: um, The Elephant Man, Solar Babies, and The Fly. And I also know he did The Fly too. Yeah, that's right. The Fly too. This was all made because of the association with the director. Uh, the director. What did he do? I think that the director was like a special effects person on the fly and even won an Academy Award and he knew Mel Brooks. So when they brought the script to him, he knew who to go to. Carl, That's can you tell me what time you have? Sure. Or do you want to start from the beginning? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Right now, it's I have a minute and 20, 21. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I have. I don't know what okay, I'm talking great. about. I didn't oh, realize Colleen Clamp's in this movie. I, I love her. Yeah. Colleen Camp, who's been on our show before. Um, she's really, I don't know, she's herself in this, you know, her stiff yeah. self. Okay, this is Bill Paxton, and he's home shopping. See, look at these prices 90 grand for a house. Oh my god, 60 grand, grand for, for a house? house? Yes, I, that's gonna set you back. This is 92, and I'm sure it was shot earlier than that. Um, it was all shot in Arizona, so these prices, um, I mean, think about it. They've tripled. Well, you know, you would get a binder and uh, you would get yourself a Sharpie and you would look through. You would put your phone down, you stop scrolling, and right. you would look through a bunch of paper houses. Paper, right. The pretend magazine from a company, a real estate. No, that's right. I think a realtor would give you that and they say, Do you yeah. have your own Sharpie? Sharpie's not provided. You have to bring your own. <laughs> okay, so now. We're going to look at a house with Colleen Camp. Oh, great. Well, Colleen Camp, you know, she was like, um, for some reason, she's a big deal. I think she's very stiff, but she was a big deal in Clue uh, in 85 and two police academies. She was in Wayne's World, you know. Yeah. Do you remember her the... role in Wayne's World? She nope. was married to Brian Doyle Murray, the arcade magnet who was uh, sponsoring the show. And oh. all the crew would hit on her, and she would get all flattered. <laughs> I, I didn't just, realize she was married to an executive at Paramount Studios. What's plaguing me is that uh, she was in a recent movie I just saw, uh -huh. and it's killing me. I can't, like, I can place the scene, and I can't remember the movie. I just American watched Hustle? Wait, that was 2013, though. It could be like See How They Run or Glass Onion, one of those type of movies that are streaming. Right. 
And like well, she started off in the Planet of the Apes. It was the Battle for the Planet of the Apes in 1973, and she, I, yeah, she's still current right now today. Yeah. Well, wasn't Stripes a big movie of hers? No, Meatballs. Meatballs or Meatballs. She was in a Bill Murray movie. Uh, let's see. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Election, wow. American Hustle, Apocalypse Now, Gumball Rally, Police Academy 4, My Blue Heaven, Last Action Hero. Last uh, Action Hero. That's probably a cameo. That Apocalypse Now role was like she was super young in that. She, yeah, there was probably like she was a playboy playmate. She was, you know, the scene in which the guy's taken off in the chopper and he's hanging on and falls. It's 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 the USO. Yeah. Okay. No, she's going. This house. It screams to me. It screams potential. She's trying to sell it, but she's going to like turn into unrealistically super horny all of a sudden. Is this because he is being plagued by everybody, like an after hours? Just... Um, well, our film is just kicking off. So right now he's like a middle management kind of, working for middle management kind of guy in a corporate world who's about to invest in a home. And uh, that's where we're at. He's going to be like, this house doesn't call to me. And then she, I don't think it's motivation to sell the house, but she starts to... Oh, you think like she was trying to seduce him to order to buy the house? Well, I thought that first watching, you know, but maybe I'll turn up the sound at that point and you can see it's a little unrealistic the way she wants to sleep with him. So he's walking around and discovering stuff he doesn't like, like there's a drip and something's gross here, you know. Yeah, the toilet looks gross. <laughs> yeah. Look, take a leak. This is a book that was left behind, and we'll see it much, much later in the film. It just lets him know the vagrant was in my house. Oh, I got it. so he's gonna still get the house though. Well, yeah, like she starts to sleep with him, and he's like very resistant. He's like, I have a girlfriend, and then he goes to stop her. He goes, Okay, I'll buy it. And she goes, Well, you're very you're quick minded, Mr. Krakowski. And she, okay, here that's, we go. that's so funny because I think I watched 100 pornos like this. Yeah. All right, here, let's. I feel like. There we go. Lucky guy. So that's what's going to go on in this scene. She unrealistically is super wants to sleep with him. Carl, I remember what movie I saw Colleen Camp in this year, Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam. Yeah. That's with, um, that movie that takes place in Holland. And uh, that Colleen Camp is in it, I think. Yeah, I mean, that you pretty much sum up the film. <laughs> so now he's like, I'll take it. And she's like, goodness, you are quick to decide, Miss. You're a very decisive man, Mr. Krakowski. <laughs> what do you mean by quick? <laughs> yeah. Now, Krakowski, like crack house. You hear it? Krakowski? Crack house? Crack house? Ski. Krakhaupt? Krakowski. <laughs> okay, so this is, he's uh, bought it. This moving is his in. Da, da, da. Sorry. I'm uh, moving in. Da, da. Oh, go ahead, girl. Um, I'm moving. What's that song? I'm moving. I'm moving out. out. Really, Joel? <laughs> I'm moving in. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. 
You should never argue with a oh, fuck that. I'm moving in. Too bad, <laughs> <laughs> He's moving in. Do, 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 do. Yeah, my bike is staying in the driveway. Yes, Dad. Too bad. I don't care if it's an eyesore. I'm moving in. Can you keep it down, Dad? Dad rock. This is the vagrant, huh? Yes. And look, he's just casually walking through like a crazy bum kind of person. And Krakowski's like, what the fuck? But he's fearful, you know? So he doesn't approach him. It's his first experience. The kitchen needs to be more yellow, I think. <laughs> we do need to see them in such. There, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would stain everything and not clean up. Now, the guy who wrote this really wrote it off an experience with a vagrant. Of course, it was nothing like this. But, um, but it gave him the idea. Let's see here. Yeah. A h- actual homeless person who lived in a vacant field across from the guest house Jeffries was residing in in Studio City of California at the time. Now, this guy, he didn't really write much, but I don't know. He was in a collaboration with some – I've never heard of these films. Scarecrows, Cold nope. Creek Manor, uh, a Chevy Chase film, Man of the House. He, like, helped write the story credits. Yeah, I think I know that one. I know two movies called Man in the House. I think the other one was with Tommy Lee Jones. I have to check. Have you ever seen a movie called Lady in the Van? Yeah, that was a good film. Jimmy Olsen on deck. That's Jimmy Olsen. Oh, gee, we is Kent. Yeah, it was the Kent. It's Mark McClure, and he's been in a million things. It's not fair for me to say uh, he's Jimmy Olsen, but come on, dude, be honest. There he goes. It's Jimmy Olsen. Now, these guys must be really good friends for him to wear those sandals in that house. (laughs) Well, he's, uh, you know, he's that, like, movie, you know, everyone's got that group of friends. Well, with him, it's just one. This is like paranoia over the vagrant. Like, what was that you heard? It was a, oh no, could it be just a loud squirrel? And he goes, yeah, it could be a loud squirrel. And he goes, beside with this deadbolt. So Jimmy Olsen's like, do you want me to spend the night? And Krakowski's like, no, no, no. Next thing you know, Jimmy Olsen's spending the night. the night. Yeah, I read that in the Daily uh, Planet, page six. By a newsflash, who's that sleeping with uh, Jimmy? Who's Jimmy Olsen? Please find Jimmy Olsen in. Page six. Now, when we talked about seeing this film, you said, oh, this is basically Home Alone, isn't it? And I was like, no, it isn't, because I had seen it. But I know what you're talking about now, because the movie poster bites off of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah, well, he has his hands to his face like he's a young Macaulay Culkin. Right, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can tell this flick came out right after Home Alone, right around the time of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, with fucking Donald fucking Trump. Bill Paxton's pose is reminiscent of a certain blonde kid that was left home alone. And the tagline was, he's not home alone. So that <laughs> kind of, so that's kind of a giveaway. So in 1992, you're at Blockbuster. Or you're at Video Smith or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's that copy of Home Alone you want to rent, and next to it is The Vagrant. Right. Yeah. Hook, hook. That's like a Roger Corman kind of trick. Right, the ripoff. But just the movie poster, I guess, and the promotion is ripping it off. It's not. 
Yeah, not the film, not at all. Uh, this film was, it took 10 years to make us because the writer got distracted. I don't know if this is an interesting story unless you know these guys personally. Richard Jeffries wrote the script about a decade before the film's eventual production, shelved the idea in favor of other projects. At one point, William Wesley showed interest in a script, which led to them collaborating on Scarecrows after unearthing the script, performing some minor rewrites. Chris Wallace, that's our director, joined the project, and as director, he brought it to Mel Brooks, who we had done The Fly 2 with. Oh, wow. See, this director was not really a direct... Go ahead. I was going to say, wasn't Paxton in Fly 2? Or is my brain deceives me? Uh, huh. I'll find that out. Good question. Which I always say when I don't know the answer. Oh, I'll look it up. How do you spell IMDB? I am uh -huh. DB, like database. Ah. Okay. We try this thing out. Oh, they have a phone app, too. <laughs> okay, now there's our vagrant. And for the first time, he's locking eyes with them. And Bill Paxton is scared. Now, Bill Paxton, I remember, you know, he did a little... He was in stripes for two seconds. Yeah. But Terminator, that was the one, in my opinion, brought him to the public eye. He was the, the punk... Yeah, well, he, and then Cameron put him in all basically all his films. Yeah. And Weird Science as the brother. Next thing yeah, you know, he's a, a megastar. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the... Try and think of a... He got sick, I think. Uh, I'm going to look up him on yeah, IMDb. Bill died? Pullman. He had Andrew. a... No, Bill Paxton. He had it. He had a... He, he had heart surgery. It was an intentional thing. But there were complications afterwards, and, and he died. It's too yeah. bad. He was only 61. Wow. He came to Hollywood and he like went to the like Roger Corman lot and he joined it as some low level nothing. Next thing you know, Qu Corman's putting him in stuff. We saw him in Brain Dead. Right, sure. That and that actually had Bill Pullman as well. It was the right. Batman movie. Yeah, um, he Trespass. I remember. I don't know if you were so dark backwards with uh, directed by yeah. the guy who did Never on T Tuesday. He's in that. He's kind of crazy in that movie. False move ninety two. Why up? Wyatt Earp's naive young brother in Tombstone, 93. One of three astronauts in Apollo 11, was that right? Apollo 13? He sure. Was in Apollo 13? I, I haven't had a chance to see that movie yet. You haven't seen Apollo 13? Well, let me ruin it for you. They don't get back. They die before they God come damn back. damn it. Yeah, they run out of oxygen. It's so simple. I watched the first 12 Apollo movies only for you to ruin it. I blame Kevin Bacon. He didn't click the toggle switch. Listen, man, I watched Apollo Apollo 2, Apollo 3, Apollo 4, Apollo oh, 5. Yo. I was really looking forward to sit down for Apollo, Apollo 6, the sequel. Apollo yeah. 7, the trilogy continues. The trilogy, yeah. The okay. new trilogy. You see this lady here? She's sure. going to buy it. She's going to die. You see, he goes to the conference like, there's a vagrant. They come, they say, you. he goes, well, he was pissing in the bushes. They're like, pissing in the bushes. That we could make stick. So they go to the neighbor. <laughs> oh. There we go. Cops on patrol. I heard vague, I heard vagrants. You heard bacon? I heard vagrants. Now, I remember the one time you let me be a vagrant in your backyard for that night I slept over, but you were like, no hobo. That's you right. No hobo. Night, We're no best friends, hobo. Carl, but no hobo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, look, he's mad. The vagrant oh, is He's going to come back. Fortunately, he's hiding behind a tree. The vagrant is Marshall Bell. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He was in Stand By Me, Twins, Total Recall, Starship Troopers. He's, he's for real. Okay, now here's a character actor. You've seen him in a million things. Do you recognize him? Stuart Kenkin is his name. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. He's a isn't he a Broadway actor? Um, no, I think it's no, Broadway. I don't think so. I think it's a Mandy Patinkin. Uh, Hollywood Nights, uh, Fatal Attraction. He's like a character actor. Arachnophobia, Mannequin Two. Wait, wait, did he play the spider? And did he was he the mannequin as well too? <laughs> he played the arachnid in Arachnophobia. Yeah. And he was I was scared. spider number seven, got my SAG card. <laughs> he's a, he was a self-hating spider. Um, right. He was yeah, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. You've just seen him in a million things. Have you seen Honey, I, should I watch Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves? I don't think I saw it. <laughs> I never saw the Honey, I, the kids. <laughs> you never saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? No, I never saw Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Well, you should see it. I wouldn't say stop what you're doing right now and go see it, but no, no, I'm in vagrant country right now. There's this real funny scene in which this ant dies, right? Now he's he's as large as life, you know. They're little, they're miniature, and they're right. he the ant was his friend, right? So out the film when the ant dies, it's kind of a sad scene, or so they hoped, right? The audience I was watching it in in Montclair in the Claridge Theater. Oh, yeah, of the course. The entire audience laughed their asses off when they were mourning the ant. <laughs> was it a manonation with the kids or was it the adults? No, it was, it, yeah, it was night. It was adults. Or, I, I don't know what it was, but it was the, the night show. Love it. I know because it was dark in there. Okay, so this is boring. A girlfriend's coming. That's all. And it's sort of like, dare I say the L word? It's like a very stiff you know, they don't know each other too well, girlfriend. Oh, what's that? What's that? Is that a vagrant? You vagrant. <laughs> That's what that was. The French release was titled Vagrant. Is Colleen Camp ever going to show up in this movie again? Yeah, yeah, she will. Okay. So I guess, I don't know. There's not much else interesting about Bill Paxton except his ambition to get with Roger Corman, and he became a star. I mean, he he did music. I wasn't very impressed. It was a band yeah. called Queenie Ranch. Um, he he's more like he's in so many classic movies. Like he just yeah. nails it, and it's a different variety of stuff, you know. So, I mean, The but Dark Backwards. He was crazy in that movie. Which one? The Dark Backwards with uh, Judd Nelson. Yeah, I said I, I said I saw that, but I think I just was confusing that with that place and stranger things. Uh, maybe I haven't seen that film. <laughs> you, look, you see, that's hey, whoa! And look, you don't that's think that, representing that's, blood, even though it's not blood. This is slapstick, a la Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a la Buster Keaton. No, this is not slapstick, a la Home Alone. Yeah, oh. he's like a wet bandit. No, he he didn't get fall for a trap. He had a clumsy accident. He's Buster Keaton. Okay, so this is like the movie Mousetrap, where like everything's a Rube Goldberg uh, con has no. Rube Goldberg in consequences. No, he flipped over the table. 
Okay, is this interesting? Okay, I, I think this is a crazy person, but he learned to speak German to prepare for his role in Pat Benatar's music video, what? Shadows of the Night. Wait a minute, he learned a foreign language to be in three and a half minutes? He doesn't, does he speak German in the music? When did they talk in that Benatar movie? <laughs> this it's a music one, video. You don't talk. I mean, unless you're like, uh, look, usually order a nugget that. like that would be like 10 pages into Google. But on his IMDb trivia, that's listed. I don't know what it means. He, so the trivia is, oh, here's another trivia fact. I learned German to be in a Pat <laughs> Benatar music video. Right. Does impressive. he speak? It's a music video. If they do talking, like uh, the Daft Punk music video where the guy talks over, it's not going to be, I don't know, how much German do you need to know? You're an actor. You could just recite it. Of course. Look at Jimmy Olsen. He's like, hey, I know you. I sued you for 60 grand for fucking up my roof. He goes, ah, yeah, I got one of those faces. <laughs> the movie's well-directed, I think. I mean, everything's kind of composed nicely and well, you know, a lot of symmetry. They're always in the, you know. See, the thing is, you're right, but it's weird. This guy's not a director. He's only directed three things, and one was a TV show. Mm. This guy was like a special effects guy, and he was he won an Academy Award. Like I said, they let him direct The Fly Two. That was his debut. Oh, that's what I was going to look up. I wanted to see who starred in The Fly Two. Okay, he did um, makeup artist special effects he's well known for his creation of the gremlins <gasps> yeah did he make uh stripe or the other one what's I the other one googly eye howie howie mandel he's I'm partially mandel. responsible for the creating Gizmo. the famous sequence in raiders of the lost ark where the Na nazis melt that wasn't that famous did, was he the guy who came up with the uh pushing a box down a uh, warehouse that was really that i don't know how they did that <laughs> Those were his special effects on Gremlins. Oh, he, so he's got a fence and he's got himself oh, some... Yes, the vagrant has scared him and he has invested in security. The vagrant's not coming in. So this is not going to be... This is like Brendan Fraser. Do you remember Naked Lunch, William S. Burroughs' film? I saw it. Those weirdo faces, he did that. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a really weird movie. So yeah, for sure. So that makes him a director? It's Here's not that he's... Friend. She's in from Boston. This is all Phoenix, Arizona, by the way. All Phoenix, Arizona. So they must have, they must have got a real house, obviously, or they must have built one or something. Oh, yeah. You know, I grew up in uh, Phoenix, and I know that this is 40 West Cambridge Avenue. Oh, as a native uh, Phoenixian? We say Phoenixian. Phoenixian. In, in back, in, back in AZ, that's what we call it. We say I remember you, do you remember your your Phoenix high school uh high school cheer? Ah, I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bird uh, caught on fire. Help me. Why am I, on fire? I come for the ashes. I'm going back into the ashes. I'm on fire. God damn it. That was the name of our high school literary magazine in Montclair High. I was the editor for the <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> uh no, but that was rising from the ashes. Uh, this shit is ashes. Okay, so now the girlfriend's here, and she's like, oh, you're waiting for me to help you decorate. And he's like, I'm a little fucking poor right now. And she goes, you have a credit card, don't you? And he's like, okay. Yeah, I see where that's heading. So now there's a project. 
See, like everyone's in the center. All the action is always in the middle, and then you got left and right, uh-huh. you know, a stereo to look at and a lamp to look at. The guy's directing. It's a well-shot piece, and even this shot and everything. But our print is pretty bad, right? Oh, my God. Especially blown up on my television set. <laughs> it's all it's, blotchy. It, it's yeah, it's blotchy, like Vaseline and crap. This was shot in 45 days. Not impressive. Now, something weird happened that I don't understand because I didn't research it. This film, it cost them $9.5 million, and they made a net profit of $5,900. Say that again, please, because our audience didn't hear this. Yes. They grow. They released in only eight theaters. Their opening <laughs> weekend was $4,300, and they... <laughs> Worldwide, which meant U.S. and Canada, $5,900 box office. Why? No, honestly, have you ever seen a video box for this movie? I can't. I never heard of it. I heard about this only on, on the Facebook internet. Page. Only, Was on, only on the internet for researching yeah. this film. And it's Home uh, Alone, too. I like, I'm on a bunch of bad movie uh, Facebook posts, and someone a couple months ago mentioned this movie. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, I never, I never even heard of it. So the thing is, he just dreamed of the vagrant. So you're starting to realize, like, this is all in his head. You know, no. like, nobody else has ever actually seen the vagrant. Didn't and... the neighbor complain about the vagrant? Nope. They went over to say, did you see this vagrant pissing in the bushes? And she's like, I haven't seen a vagrant. Who, who did they put in the cop car? Cool. What's that? Who did, who did they put in the cop car? The vagrant. All a dream. I don't know how to explain it, Mike. I'm telling you, the the director of this film or the writer, whatever it is, is leading us in the direction where it's all in his head. Nobody else has ever seen The Vagrant. I I know that they have, but, like, he fantasizes about him. He sees visions. Later on, he'll see, like, Colin Camp appear out of nowhere. The Vagrant didn't do that. She'll see the neighbor who died appear out of nowhere. The Vagrant didn't do that. Wow. Well, there's a little shirtless Bill Paxton from the 90s for you. <laughs> Making love to his girlfriend. This is, Hi, I I'm have this program. You flew me on Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, right. I've seen him on Monopoly. <laughs> the boss is now lying. Like, um, like Krakowski's Lithuanian, too. You know, a guy he's trying to sign yeah. the deal with. Oh! So now he'll say... Czechoslovakian. Now he'll say a phrase in Czechoslovakian like uh, I forget what it what the joke was. Um it's like, well, we'll see it in a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it up. Okay. Oh, So he did it. How? How? How did he do it? He goes, what did he say? Wow, everyone's impressed. Let's see what he says. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. It's really <laughs> weird. It's inexplicable how he knew Czech, but this is a comedy. Well, well you know, sometimes, sometimes the wash your hand, please wash your hands are in different languages. You know, right. America. Oh, so that's maybe how he knew it from a sign. Yeah, because he saw like you know, wash your hands yeah. in English and in Spanish. Yeah, in Lodi, married. New Jersey, I went to a gas station. It was in English, <laughs> Spanish, and Czechless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. and you recognized all three. Now look, here is balloons and a heart-shaped box to celebrate his promotion. But the neighbor's dead. Oh, neighbor's always like killing my party. What a... That's the old lady. Yeah, is he going to be a suspect in this movie? Oh yeah. With the vagrant is like only in his head, according the to people. Is in real life, but throughout a large chunk of this film, and I'll just point out as it happens, it's in his head. He's going crazy. He tries better than I do. Whoa, good pratfall, dude. That was a jack ripper. Yeah. Look, it's the real life vagrant. So he does have a problem. The guy's here. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's going to go upstairs and go to, I'll show you when the vagrant's fake. Most of the time he's lots, it's half and half. He's going to go upstairs to call uh, to his girlfriend and be like, there's a, he's, she's like, that's a nice homeless man I let in to have a sandwich. He goes, are you crazy? I spent all this money in security. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, who's in the shower? Well, it's her, he finds out. Oh, damn blurry. Excuse me, Graham. Jesus, Graham. You know what's depressing? This is the 4K cut of this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best shower scene you're going to see. This is the best uh, 1992 is going to give you. Now, 1992 for us, that's like yesterday when it comes to movie selection. Yeah, I really think so. Definitely for you. I mean... Like for years, you were all over the '60s, right? You know, right? Yeah, I could get out. Yeah, and also you were always about those '80s films, the the B film. You know, like like four of them would release, so we'd see the fourth. What am I trying to say? Private School, and I forget yeah. the examples, but we we watched the trilogy of them. I think. Uh, well, you guys could check it out, of course, on mutinyradio.fm on our archive page and uh, just pick an episode and listen. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, see if it's 60s or 80s. Yeah, just pick a date as if you have any context. You don't know what the fuck you're getting. Yeah. Our, our, like all Mutiny Radio shows, we're listed by the day of broadcast. Just go to YouTube. Go to the YouTube channel. Go to the YouTube channel. Okay, here comes Michael Ironside. He's the Whoa. detective looking up the investigating the murder across the street his name is lieutenant ralph barfus michael ironside speaking of like movies from different decades as he grows older he's just cooler and cooler you know yeah, what i mean like true, yeah. we saw him but we never did in highballing hi oh the trucker movie Highballing was an early role for him, but I swear to God, I saw that movie four times. I never saw him. Right. What was the TV show, Ironside? That was Raymond Burr in a wheelchair. I think he was a police detective. 
And the BC Boy line was walking around town like a Raymond Burr. <laughs> was it? Because you're yeah. not walking if you're a Raymond Burr. He's Raymond Burr, not the Ironside. Right. He could be Perry Mason walking around. Yeah, probably Perry Mason. You're right. Look at him. He still looks good. He's young I'm, here. Right. He is young here. Well, um, okay. So let's see. Where is he? Michael Ironside. Come on now. Come on Come now. On. We know Michael Ironside. I just saw him in like the... There he is. Scanners, right? Top yeah. Gun, Starship Troopers, Total Recall. Total Recall with the Vagrant guy. Right. Of course. Was he in RoboCop? No. That thing was right up his alley, but I don't think he was. No, That's I'm thinking of Kurt Smith. Point. I get him and that that seventies guy uh mixed up. He you know the father on the red on that seventies show? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. He was in uh the terminal term um the Mars movie with uh Schwarzenegger. He was really good. Totally good. Wait a minute. So this is great. These are all character actors, including Bill Paxton, that people I get mixed up for other people. We get mixed up for other people. Is that Wait, Bill Pullman? Right. It was Robocop he was in, and he was excellent in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so, so Michael Ironside and Hayward Smith, if I, or whatever his name is, I do get mixed up so just as much as I got Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. Now, what's happening now is the girlfriend is sort of like on the side of the cop, like you're overreacting about the vagrant, you're, you know, you're accusing him of killing the woman across the street and you have no evidence, this kind of thing. Does he? So, yeah. Now, the girlfriend is very disappointed in Bill Paxton, who just paraded in, interrupted her shower, criticized her good work of charity, you know, he's like on the outs with her now. Oh, I love when the news, local news, shows uh, people <laughs> be, that bodies being put in the morgue. Right. Did yeah. you see the cop eating? Yeah. Now this is because of the movie. They showed yeah. the they showed the body with the feet. Throughout this whole movie, you'll always see the feet of the dead person and exposed in the open air. And then the cop, the African American cop, was like, mm, I'm, "I'm eating a sandwich." It was so funny. Sure. But I like that it's like he saw it on the news, like they broadcast that. Yes. As news. It's news. Someone got murdered. I wish there was a streaming news channel of all fictitious news. Like every time someone comes in and turns on the news and they hear about their and other news, a local robbery you has gotten a ride. All the movies. Yeah. Like, that would be pretty cool. Coming up next, you know, asteroid hits the earth. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really funny. Because they Especially, always like turn on the news. That's I just complain exactly about exactly their story. Click, it's on. Yeah. They turn it off before it's over. Now we're in the twenty first century where people don't really turn on the news. I mean, it's on streaming si live sites. You could, right. you know, you could get it on a digital antenna, but no one like. So in twenty twenty, they'll turn on the TV. You don't turn on the TV in twenty twenty, no. or they'll be looking at a TV now, broadcast wait, 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 wait. on a laptop. Hold on, hold on. He's now having a dream in which his girlfriend is getting fucked by the vagrant. See? Because he let her in. Now, so the film is getting him obsessed. <laughs> uh, turn the sound on. Oh, too late. That was his dream? 
That was his dream. He wakes up and there's no girlfriend beside him. What's going on? He needs to see a therapist, dude. Absolutely. Or meet, meet friends. Uh, look, somebody clipped his glasses. Nice. Well, look, she, this is pretty funny. She's saying like, I'm behind you 100%. I think you're a terrific person. You're going to be do great. And with the right kind of support and understanding, you're really going to pull yourself together. Then the taxi drives her away. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, that's like every 70s movie. Then she left me. Right. Good luck. Oh, then she's in the cab and stuff. Great. This guy's a great director. I guess, yes, but he never did it again. I don't he know. went from a close up that you don't recognize he's in the back seat, right? And it's on a crane. He pulls out, he's like going up like the whole street you see now as the car goes away. It's a great that shot. Definitely a crane shot. Maybe there's like a, it's a little stiff, the movie. So now the. Okay. Remember you saw the vagrant in real life and other people witnessed him too. There's no way he's fake. Right, of course. Okay. In this scene, he's thinking that he is fake and he's really the vagrant and he's going crazy. He killed the woman. Oh, Chuck, forget about him. I haven't seen him since that day you gave him the sandwich. It's me. It's me. That bum was the screen I projected my own unacceptable desires. He's thinking that he killed that woman. Anyone could have killed her. Anyone, Chuck. Even me. What? You? I said I could have done it. In my sleep. This is a really awkward timber, uh, Tinder date. A grinder date. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? I'm gonna get going. Oh, the trees. Look at this. It's centered. The tree's centered. God, this guy is a really. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The tree's centered. Maybe it's a little. Uh, American Psycho. Christian Bale. Now I think Jimmy Olsen's taking this very well. Jimmy Olsen's grown up and like there are any fancy restaurants. Yeah, that's right. He's not a news, yeah, a whiz kid anymore. Okay, he's not a crackerjack. Yeah. Photographer. Okay, so what's what's going on? He, um, this is what I was trying to tell you in the film. What's going on here is he's starting to think he's crazy, and he's you saw the vagrant in real life, but yet. There is this whole narrative side in which he is a crazy person and he's doing the killings, but he never does. You, you mean like the audience as an audience member? I've seen like it interact as a real. It isn't like Fight Club, right? It isn't like Fight Club, but throughout Fight Club, you didn't get it until very deep in the film, right? So if you haven't seen Fight Club, fuck you. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't seen Fight Club, don't, you know, the first rule, the second rule is you don't talk. Like, I, I, I remember on uh, September 12, 2011, I was at a video store. This guy was renting, uh, uh, Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club. And it's like, do you want to watch that? Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I didn't ask him, but. No, but the thing is, you don't talk about Fight Club. So listen, right. if you want to see that film, go ahead and stream, you know. 
I don't want to say anything about their rules, but the first rule. <laughs> you don't talk about Fight Club. Have you have you read the comic book sequel? The author uh, no, wrote a Mike, sequel. Mike, you don't talk about Fight Club. Gotcha, gotcha. So this guy wrote this book called Fight Club, and it was about mm -hmm. this Fight Club where you don't talk about Fight Club. And people were like, this Fight Club would make a great Fight Club movie. We should call it Fight Club. You know, what's funny is on my bookcase right now is Fight Club. And if it was close enough, I would go and just pull it out. <laughs> blow you oh. away. Aren't you a little nervous he's watching that movie? Taking notes? Okay, so now he wakes up like his alarm didn't go off. And it's one of those like, oh, shit, I'm late for work. You know, I'm going to get fired kind of moments. Yeah, he just got a promotion. So he's going to try to get his way to the office, but everything will distract him and stop him from getting there. Like he, the he, vagrant. Why is he crashing at uh, SpongeBob SquarePants' house? <laughs> is that where he is? Yeah, well, he's under he's the sea. Smelling something. something smells bad. Smells like a pineapple under the sea. Oh, go in the basement. Good, good one. Well, he's he's a home he's a basement homeowner. He owns the basement. Do that. You put you tie the door to the wall to make sure no one closes it. Now, I got a little Mel Brooks quote here that comes out of the mu the guy who did the music. Christopher Young did the music. He's getting an interview for a book called Scored to Death, which is funny. And okay, he's talking about this film. It's not quite like anything else I else and certainly nothing I had done before. There have been moments in some scores that I blah, 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 blah. Later, he mentions the inputs of the producer, Mel Brooks. I think one of my best compliments I ever got was from Mel Brooks himself, who said, before your music was added to the movie, I wasn't exactly sure what kind of movie it was, but the music helped define the film. Oh, that's good. Well, we're not listening to the music. Here, I'll... Uh... Oh, let's no, turn on the music. No, no. There we go. Yeah, pretty cool. Is it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I like the theme song. It's, it's a little. Jangly. You think it's a little annoying? Here, turn it off. I'll put on my audio. It goes. Okay, ha, 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 ha. It sounds like um, uh, breathing, like a guy right. who's scared, and that's that's good about it. <clears throat> I guess, but it, more than ten seconds of it's kind of annoying. Is here? I'll put yeah. on the audio. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? Gotta... I'm gonna bury her anyway. Bury, bury that, that girl. girl. Bury her. Anyway. Okay, I'm looking at Wikipedia list look, of Mel wait, Brooks. Wait, look, uh, the chocolate. It's the fingers. The woman lady fingers. They're cookies. No, they're lady finger cookies. Now look, the vagrant was down there. But he's uh Is he real? I don't know, Mike. Is this like, a dream? Well, there's something that's going to make him very real right now. He leaves, but then he comes back and, like, gives him a raspberry. Here, I'll turn up the sound. So, like, yeah, that's that the real world thing. Okay, you know what? What was the last Brooks film movie? What year did it come out? I don't know. Last year. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. This was know. a animated film that had Mel Brooks do voice. Pretty interesting, I guess. I guess, yes. Because he produced his own films, but he did like uh, he Solar Babies. How old is he? Oh, he's in his 90s. Yeah. 
Sounds right. Okay, so now he called the cops because he found the lady's fingers and the vagrant was in the office and they're saying stuff like they're doubting him. They're like, you, I'll turn up the sound later. Sure. He goes, you didn't smell that stink, Krakowski? Like, of course, it's awful. This movie's so blurry, I can't tell if, if Jimmy Olsen has a cigarette in his mouth or his hand. Maybe, yeah, it's so mushy. It's sunglasses, I guess, in his hand. Yeah, I guess it's sunglasses. So what's really going on here is like doubt, reasonable doubt, like this story, like it doesn't, you, you know, you didn't smell that? Now, Jimmy Olsen's defending him, going, what do all these things have to do with a vagrant living in his basement and killing the across-the-street neighbor? He goes, I have something to say, wise guy. And the cop is like, do you, did you ever see this vagrant yourself? And so Jimmy Olsen's like, no, but I believe Graham when he says he did. They do this throughout the film. Okay, this is his security system set on a timer. So that the vagrant doesn't get in, when the sun goes down, the lights go up, and music is blaring like somebody's home. You see him there with his gun, and there's more like, I'm crazy kind of things. And the right. vagrant is net there, trip. touching his gun. See this vagrant's hand? <laughs> he never had a gun before. That gun was right. never introduced in the first act. Right. But the oh. thing is, yeah, see? Yeah. Puts it right to his... Nestle it right in there. A sick fuck. Uh-oh. But again, oh. the vagrant that time was a dream. So even though we did all see him as audience members in the real world, interacting with the girlfriend, getting arrested... Now, in the middle of the film, you'll think that Paxton is having some sort of psychological journey, and that's our movie. It, cha it doesn't change its tone, but it changes. But we'll come back and the vagrant will be real again. It's interesting, this film. Well, you know, it's grounded in the real life that there's a vagrant that goes into his house, but then it's to drag out this movie or, or the duration of the film is him losing his mind with this other fictitious version. Colleen Camp shows up again. Yay. I got your message about selling the house. <laughs> the gate was open. Uh-oh. The whip bandits are in the house. Now she's going to get sexual again and said, if you let me in... I'll talk to you about how eager I am. <laughs> All right. I'd like to come in and tell how you much how much I'd like to handle your problem. Okay, so now we have a cuckoo crazy sex thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah, a little romance. Break right, up this movie. Pants on. This movie, like, it's paper, it's razor thin, right? Paper thin. I just said paper thin. It's not razor thin. You can't slice it with the garlic, but it is paper thin, the plot. Um, 
what really had there's no real uh, evolution you know he goes and is a vagrant that's the situation and it drives well, him crazy plot, yeah but he we won't spend the movie in this house good there are plot turns uh the girlfriend's really totally gone um okay so he wakes up and where's colleen camp probably off to another movie <laughs> no in her career she's doing great yeah <laughs> well i guess when you're married to the executive producer of blah 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 film studio no that's not fair she she was very famous before that oh she's married to an executive is it the Brooksville? Yeah. Um, no, it was. Here it is. Colleen Camp. <clears throat> Apocalypse. Minor support. Leading role. The swinging cheerleaders. You know, I think it was. Uh, I read an interview with her recently. Paramount. Paramount Studios. Married to an executive of Paramount Studios. Oh, okay. Uh, her television debut was the Dean Martin Show in 65. She had a song on the Billboard charts. One day since yesterday. So she started as a, she had a hit song. That's cool. Yeah. And then she did Playboy. Uh, no, I don't think she was, was she actually in Playboy as a playmate? No. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. She in, in Apocalypse Now, that was. Played, that was yeah, a, yeah. I, I, and she was in Meatballs? She was in Valley Girl. I don't Valley Girl, think Meatballs yeah. listed. Okay, now the SWAT team shows up. Now, right. this took three days for them to shoot. They shot 1,500 bullets, <laughs> but on screen, it's 10 seconds, the shootout. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this $9.5 million of budget and a lot of bullets ate up some of it. I know a lot of money is being spent in this film. And, and why was there no box office return? It's so strange. Well, first off, it was eight movie houses when it came out. So it's definitely aimed for video release, you know, or it just was this film that kind of, so obviously it was not going to make $9 million. There's a story. There's got to be. They dumped it and then they released it on video. I guess you're right. But the thing is, usually box office stats include video and DVD sales and rentals you know right okay all this 1500 bullets are being shot it's 10 seconds of huh. green time pew 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 but it doesn't look anything different you know they other think than he's the murderer so here comes ironside again i love how they shoot 1500 bullets to get his attention <laughs> right. now that i got your attention and you're safe and sound Right, I came here to talk to you alive about this. Did he piss his pants? <laughs> no. This <laughs> copy. Terrible copy. Now, Colleen Camp, they've now discovered, was murdered. And she was found in the same dumpster as the lady across the I'm not sure about that. But she was found in a dumpster close by. Dumpster and adjacent. Yes. Yes, uh, it was they, the other dumpster. Right, it wasn't the askew. Uh, uh, right. It was the adwat. So they think he's the murderer. And he's like, no, the vagrant was here. He gave me this note. And we just saw the note a minute ago. And it was written in blood. But now it'll be empty. Look how funny Ironside is in this. 
Oh, yeah, holding the gun, no less. Look at this. He drops it. He's so funny. You think I'm an idiot because there's nothing on it. Now, Mike, remember before it's like, is the vagrant real? Is he not real? Krakowski read that note written in blood. We saw it as viewers. You know what? I said, I adore you. And now it's blank. So what's the director writer doing here? Is Whoa, he real? This? Is he not real? This is Colleen Camp's head. I know it's gross. Yeah. I mean, like this was one of her prouder moments. No. No, I mean she was great. I mean, none people make movies like this all the time. I mean, fucking no one. There's Sidney Olsen. Yeah. Tell us. Tell. So he is now arrested for the murders of the woman across the street and Colleen Camp. You think it's ironic that uh, 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 the guy from Daily Planet wasn't Jimmy Olsen wasn't taking any pictures in the corridor? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's his job. I mean, because uh, um, what's his name? Darn, my joke hits too late. Yeah. Who was the Who's the Peter Parker's one? Oh, that was a bugle, right? James. Daily Bugle. Yes, That's a New York paper. Said, yeah, I would have said, J. Jonah Jameson is going to kill Jimmy Olsen for... Uh, uh, it's too late. It's too late. Okay, so now we're in court, and uh, Krakowski's lawyer is just blown away at how good the other lawyer is. <laughs> it's kind of funny, <laughs> right? That's funny. Yeah. And then they're going to put his mother on the stand, and like say, did he break this person's arm in 1963? You know, but they were like kids, you know. She goes, yes. <laughs> no further questions. And that's going to freak her out. Now she's going to have a heart attack. And wait till she hits the floor, Mike. It looks like it hurts so much. She hits herself right on the fucking floor. Watch. Okay. Right, have a heart, attack. heart attack? Now watch All her right. hit. Ow! Oh. <laughs> oh, man. that's You can hear it. Yeah. You know what happened? <laughs> that that crack you heard is because Paxton stepped on a crack. <laughs> yeah, you broke your mother's back. Now we'll have it again. It'll be another news story in which we see the body. <laughs> okay. Poor, but no news now, story. There's never me. I've never seen this on a news anyway, it's a it's a farce. Okay, here we go. Feet's up. Is there a tag on the toe at least? There's no tag. But the mom will fall out. <laughs> Watch Bill Paxton's face when the mother falls out. Sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Right down the stairs. Here's a live news broadcast. <laughs> Wait, look at Bill Paxton's face. I mean, this is Oscar-winning performance. Sure. Yeah, what happened? How come no... No expression. Okay, now... The internet brags about the funny fact that there's a wanted poster for the vagrant over the shoulder of the other cop, but our our thing is so bad you can't see it. I tried to see. Oh yeah. Top left. Okay, I see wanted. Yeah, I can't read. Oh, right there. Well, I know. It's supposed to be. I don't know though. I freeze framed. I took a screenshot. I put it in Microsoft Word and increased it to like four hundred. Yeah, that's I, that's research, man. You can't read it. Oh, do not drink that water bottle. That is not Gator. That's not lemonade. Now remember that somebody clipped his glasses. Well, the vagrant's got his glasses, and he's laughing like it's a victory. 
so the he so the real life vagrant shopped when Paxson was done and asleep. They had sex. It was great. He goes to sleep. Vagrant comes in, kills her, dismembers her, right. puts all her body parts into the, the kitchen, disposes of all the blood. Yes. Yeah. So it looks like a regular kitchen except for the, the except for the, the fridge. Yeah, except for the fridge. Now look, they acquitted him. They acquitted him. His mother died on the stand. And they're like, let's let this poor boy go. So the right. jury yes. acquitted him. So now he's on the run. He doesn't live anymore at that house. It's behind him. Oh, good. We're out of here. And he's just driving. Now, this is still Arizona, and it's still Phoenix. But, like, in our movie world, he drove right. a long, long way. Maybe So instead of going 10 miles, he went, he drew, he went 150 miles. Right. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Oh, you're here in outer Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those mid-city boys. I got to tell you, I went to Phoenix and it's a dust bowl. It's super hot. Uh, depends on the time of year, of course. Uh, the rest of Arizona was beautiful, but yeah, but Phoenix itself was really gross. It was the. I think I've been to Phoenix. I like Phoenix. I've been to Arizona. Arizona was wonderful, and I'm not, Phoenix didn't suck. I'm just saying it was dusty. Okay, now this is X-Ray, who is blind, and unfortunately in real life he'll have a stroke before the movie comes out and die. Wow. Isn't that great? Did they put him in memory of at the end? Nope, nope, because that's, this that's... thing was shot in, in the can and going to release, and that's when he... Okay, so Bill Paxton's like, excuse me, sir, but I saw a sign that you're looking for a hotel, a motel manager, and I would like to... This is X-Ray's way of saying, don't fuck with me because I'm blind doesn't mean I'm not going to kill you. <coughs> he just happened to have the gun lying around, Carl, as well, one does. Uh -huh. So right. anyway, he gets the job. He's like, what are you running from? I'm running. F is it a woman? He goes, yes, yes, it's a woman. He goes, ha, ha, I knew it, I knew it. You know, and now they're going to be friends and he's going to get the job. And this is his new life in this trailer park being the manager of a motel. I guess you need a gun working at a motel, you know. So you can't even see it's a dog because the front <laughs> is so bad, but that's a dog. It's no, a... <laughs> it's a giant slug. <laughs> so... Our movie now no longer takes place at the house at all right. for the rest of the film. But the vagrant's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he has moved now to a new life. And how would the vagrant show? But the vagrant will show. This is like day one. And then we're going to see some stuff about it. And then poof, it'll be like day 90. Oh, there you go. Nice cot to sit on. Remember, he was in that corporate world and everything. Now look at him. Oh, fun. It's a memory box. <laughs> I think this is the book that he saw in the beginning. Right on the top of the toilet. Yeah. So, ah, he hit his head. <laughs> Uh-oh. Who is it? Hi. Hi. I'm a fat girl who is obtainable. This is 
Patrika Darbo. And you've seen her in a million things, even though she's not exactly famous. She did soap operas, but she was in Troop Beverly Hills, The Burbs, Space Invaders, Gremlins 2. She was in a million things. Babe, sure. House Arrest, Speed 2, Cruise Control. I mean, she's one of those character actors who's been in everything. So, and uh, during that time period, she's perfect for those roles. I mean, like, I, I, I could, knowing that she's in them, I could probably guess where she is. Today, she's in soap operas. Okay, 2021, The Young and the Restless, five episodes. Ni 2019 to 2020, Days of Our Lives, Last Blast Reunion, three episodes, TV miniseries. Nice. She was in The Bold and the Beautiful for 74 episodes from 2017 to 2018. So as an older person, an aging actress, she's found a niche for herself here. And okay. she, in 2000, she won an Emmy for Days of Our Lives. Okay, so okay, so now the, the woman brought over a cake and did all sorts of stereotypical "I'm a chubby person" stuff. And uh, okay, he's dreaming again. But basically, she's now wrangled herself into his life, and she's going to put the period on the end of a sentence in a minute. <laughs> well, once again, he has the same old dream. Yeah, same dream. That never gets old. That's why I was laughing. With his head. This is total home alone. The world is right. The internet is right, girl. How is it home alone? Uh, someone gets hit in the head with a with a paint can that's happening. Why? No, no, no. That was a trap, right? That was an intentional. Wasn't but, but, you know, have you ever hit your head on a uh, paint can type okay, of string? Okay, let me ask you this. He just hit his Painful. head. Is he in his home? Is he in his home? He just hit but his head. Is he if, in his if home? If it hits your back of your head, you'd be like, I have a concussion and I need to lie down. Things are getting heavy. Right? But in Home Alone, it's just like they're slapstick and they don't get oh, hurt. I see your point. <laughs> oh, look at it. He finally gets into it. Okay. He thinks that he's a murderer and he's crazy. And he just had a dream about the vagrant. He thought he got away from that life, but it's followed him. So he's he's like, help me, yeah. just chain me up here. Now, she is going to be a very nice, nice neighbor, Mike. And oh, she's a good, good neighbor? I mean, he's handcuffed. Uh-huh. And she, now, I know kids make fun of me because I'm heavy, and I stay inside and watch TV all day, and I cook, and I eat, and sometimes I drink, but let me just turn it up. All right. You, Jerry? Uh -huh. you YouTube is great. <laughs> I can tell you this. It's stunt cock. That was Bill Pullman's cock. What's that? They used Bill Pullman's cock in that scene. <laughs> so yeah even though it wasn't at night the crooster the rooster crowed so anyway now it's like days you know it's like six months later or something and he's uh -huh. the motel manager and he's basically common law wife with uh chubby but gosh i'm being so mean to her the character's but name is dotty okay and um Basically, we're just getting a set up for it's another normal and everything's great in his life. And who should come and fuck it up but 
the vagrant. The va- uh, the vagrant. Va Grant. <laughs> In France, it was released as the vagrant. Was it released? How many French theaters? Eight. No, it how was many Franks? Seven. It was Huit. released in Huit Cinema, which is eight theaters. Welcome to uh, uh, Czechoslovakian history, film history. <laughs> we have another classic, The Vagrant, featuring a great line in, in Hungarian. Now, what can, I, right. can I tell you about this film? I told you I, about I'm this just, director. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop and so we can wrap up this film. Honestly. Oh, yeah? You're already done? No, I'm not done. I'm just waiting. Okay. I'm not waiting for the end. Well, I'm waiting for the, something to happen. Yet. Okay. We're middle second. No, we're late into the second act. We will get right. into the third act very soon. We're progressing along, but it's we're not. It's not. Let me see where we're at here. We're more. Uh, uh, hour four. There's 20. 31 minutes left or something we got to have our act three very soon we're deep into act two and you'll get out of it when Um, you saw the carl when you saw lady in the van right that movie's subtext was like a battle of the classes and just you know uh a friendship that builds and just this woman as herself you know like it had a lot of layers to it and it it was it was based on like uh you know, the farce and the satire came from, you know, this rich guy and this woman living in his house, outside uh-huh. his house in a outside. van. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie is more, I don't know. I don't know. Why, do you, why are you talking about that movie? Because it was about a vagrant who lived in this guy's house. She parked her van in his driveway and would live there. What a stretch. These are practically the same films. It is. Well, I, I said it before okay. I even seen this film, so obviously I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no. This film goes very differently. Right, because we're about to see X-Ray get murdered, okay? So, yeah, this isn't like the woman in the van. Right. Look at him sniffing his linens. Ah, life is good. And now he's gonna about to get, like, an axe in the chest. Do they have any guests at this hotel? None that we see in the film, but, but yes, you... very... Look... See the blood on his hand? Yeah. Oh, it looks like toast. And look, there's a meat cleaver. So is it that in his head or is it real? Well, we'll have to wait to see if he wakes up or not. So now he comes out and he says, X-ray. Okay, well, I'll just tell you that he's not going to wake up. But the thing is that in this scene, everyone will confront him like he's the murderer. What did you do? I mean, the axe is... But he's like, I didn't do it. It was him. But then he's like, maybe I did do it. No, Jerry, no, you're a madman. I'm not the madman. Get back, get back. I'm not a madman. There's the hotel guest. He's swinging the cleaver. It's crazy. Well, I guess it isn't motel. I'm wrong. It's like trailer park manager. No, he pulls out the gun that X-Ray had. Oh, hey, that's the rifle from before. No. He took it. (laughs) Well, actually, maybe in the film, in the real world, it is the rifle from before. You know, remember when you had a rifle and you moved away and you lived in the trailer park? Yeah. Remember leaving the rifle at your house? Right. I would always have to rifle around for it. (laughs) 
Okay, so now that chapter of his life in our movie is done, and we're heading into Act 3 literally as he drives down. And basically, this is going to be another psychological torment moment. He's starting to fall asleep. He's swerving away from a car. He's visualizing the old lady. Look, she's got no fingers, see? Yikes. And now Colleen Camp with her cut neck will say, there's a house up here, Mr. Krakowski. We should take a look at it. It's a two-bedroom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you attacked by a Muppet. You see her? Yeah. And look how the director draws her eye to it with her gross hand, you know, touching it. Okay, so we just saw visions, right? We know the vagrant's there in the real world, but he's also kind of not. Now, here is the vagrant. Was he in the back seat the whole time? He's for real. I don't know. Is it in Krakowski's head? Is he really for real? You're right. Because you know the other ones were not for realsies. Look at the flipping. Whoa. Flipping. Okay. Yeah, this is all practical effects, folks. Practical don't worry. Effects. As long as the car lands on the tires, everyone's okay. Yeah. I got to have my dad's car back by eight. Oh, yeah, dude, about your dad's car. <laughs> We're doing this film, right? And we have a deadline, okay? So we can't get another car, so. Yeah. Okay. okay so well, now I... Krakowski's like, now where the fuck am I? Yeah, honestly, what happened? Oh, he's still in the car. Okay. He, in re for real or for fake, this oh. vagrant, and we'll find out that it's real, was behind him and put his arms around him and he rolled off the road and he's now landed at this like gas station diner parking lot just land this car landed right in the parking lot yeah like like uh national lampoon's vacation he'll like you know end up right in the motel you know he's about to yeah. crash the car okay you could borrow my car but i'm gonna who should come through into the diner but Michael Ironside, you know, the two cops who have been yeah. pursuing Krakowski, who's now on the run. The thing is, he was exonerated, right? So Krakowski's doing this. I mean, Michael Ironside is, he's not there for like official reasons, you see. Right. They let Krakowski go and he's like, this guy's a murderer. He's not getting off the hook. So now... As if he didn't roll down the hill, he's just gassing up his car. Now look how fucked up he is. See what I mean? Like he's all bent over and hunched and his, he's straining his joints and his fingers. It's weird. Now he looks into the back seat and what does he see? The vagrant's possessions. Okay. He will find a scrapbook, and when he goes through it, our plot will be revealed to us that this okay. guy, the vagrant, is a social scientist who was disgraced for his awful experiments, and Bill Paxton is just an experiment of his. Oh. Big reveal. Yeah, this is called the Krakowski file. Professor dismissed. They they didn't they, understand. Oh no, I, I read it. Charges against the doctor. I knew it. They couldn't make it stick. He got scot free. Back then they didn't have the internet. Krakowski. 
they didn't have the internet back then. You had to get the newspaper clipping, paste it in a scrapbook, and then write your, your comment. Yeah, exactly. But it really is, you know, what else could we do? Murderer arrested. De um, that's Colleen Camp. Colleen Camp dies. Yeah. He so basically, his... he's now discovered that he is like some sort of social experiment. And look, he's got multiple <laughs> copies of that book. Which we never read. Did he even read the book? I think that's him. You see his picture oh. there as the author. We never read the book, but we find it. There's a vagrant! Okay, does he, are they going to have a face-to-face? -face? Not yet, but yes, that's coming. Instead, he decides to burn his own possessions and Krakowski's the car. car. That car flipped several times and landed in a parking lot next to a gas station. He puts gas in it ready to go, and then this yeah. fucker burns it? Yeah. Unbelievable. He's got his heart dead set on destroying that car. Now, look, you know he's gassing up his car while this fire is going. Okay, so he's going into this weird thing called Lost Souls Mine. It's like some tourist attraction. Watch. He, Ironside's thumb gets hurt. Ow! Ah. So they're like, ma'am, we're looking for this car, this station wagon, blue, whatever. And she goes, you mean like the one burning outside? <laughs> they're like, holy shit! Perkowski! Now, wow. remember I always say the explosion's too big? It's right. not. It was a gas station. It's not too big. But wouldn't they be... A the glass would break in the restaurant or there'd yes, be smoke. Yes. Okay. Oh, now oh. Bill Paxton's turned it around. He's not scared anymore. He's gonna fucking kill this fucking vagrant. His He's experiment not on the run anymore. He's doing the chasing. <clears throat> now this is a we're going to get to the scene now where it's sort of like where the master villain unleashes his plan. He's going to be like you were a boring fuck before I came along. Now you're interesting. I'll turn it on when it's time. All right. He killed people, though. Yes. As this part of a social experiment. <laughs> if I knew that earlier, I might be more interested in this film because it'll at least be something more than just this. Am I going nuts? Yeah, like open with that guy getting fired. Or just like uh, midway to the movie reveal. 25 minutes into the movie. How about that? 25 okay. minutes into the movie, All you right. reveal it. Then you're, yeah, now now you want to see how it ha how it unfolds. Yeah, cat and mouse. This right. guy is, yeah. Just like Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's what the internet said. Well, that's because of the poster. That's yeah. why they said that. Minor 49er. I got to pick uh, a uh, bone with you. Ugh. Yeah, uh, walk by the burning car. Right, yeah. In all Ugh. seriousness, really on that set, it must have, you know, that black smoke. It must have been That black color. smoke. But I doubt that was really Michael Ironside. I'm sure it was some stunt guy. It might have been him. They just do it in one shot. Now, Michael, when the fumes are high. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm not your guinea pig anymore. Are you listening to me? And now we're going to get the big confrontation scene, and I'll turn it up. Okay. 
Your theories aren't worth a damn! This is really in Phoenix, probably. It's some real local attraction. Right, yeah. And it must have been like a gas station that had a roadside attraction like that. Look at the iguana fell on him. You can't see it very well from the blotchiness of this <laughs> print, but... It's Stacey uh, Keats from uh, Nice Dreams. Right! Which was earlier, so that makes sense time-wise. Finally. Yeah, you have a nice... This is like... Uh, the the segment's a little long. It's kind of time killy, but well, Lady of Shanghai, right? Where they they go through the funhouse at the end uh, in Playland in San Francisco. They they go to the amusement park. The ending, the climax in the amusement park. Should I see it, Lady of Shanghai? Yeah. Okay, I'm writing it. Yeah, what it's year a great... or you don't know? Uh, 30s. 1930s or 40s or 40s. Okay. Okay, oh, now, Ironside and Bad Cop somehow figured out he's in the well of, uh, the something of souls. What was it? The Mine of Souls. Lost Souls. Mine of Lost Souls, yes. I never figured out through my watching how it is they saw him go in there. They never did. But anyway, they follow him in somehow. They're making a racket in there, and it's the only other place next door. That's true. Jesus, they have like six Coke machines inside this mine. <laughs> you gotta get thirsty. The same Coke machine we walked past. No, we saw it from a different angle. No, it was a different logo. Okay. No Coke Pepsi. No Coke Pepsi. Hi. Exit through the uh, gift shop. <laughs> yeah, exit through the gift shop because we're going to try to sh sell you pickaxes. <laughs> right? Made of plastic and. Fake bumper stickers, jerky. All I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> Turn around. Come on, let's go film. Let's get to I the... No, really. Yeah. All right, well, let me pitch this he, because he, I'm going to say... He looks to the left. He looks to the right. He's looking to the left again. He's, like, he's creeping the hall again. It's tension. When will this film end? Yeah, I, I could do with a little nine shin. Just a little less tension here. <laughs> yeah, eight shin. shin. Uh, grind your gears, isn't it, Carl? Yeah. Look at Oh, no, it's the angling. Rube Goldberg machine like we saw in the first half of the movie. Just like... Ah, uh, okay. Here we go. Confrontation. Vagrant versus Paxton. Go, fight. Weird, weird. Yeah. What's a soul mine? I don't get it. Before I mentioned you were a little boring, you're on me. Yeah, boring friends. Boring friends, boring job, boring clothes, boring little bitch girlfriend. And now you can think for yourself. He's freedom. You have your own life. Look at you, you got stopped. He's gonna get arrested. <laughs> See, I made you interesting. I made you, you know, you own your own life now. They don't own you. You're a celebrity for murdering people. Oh, I saw this in Ringling Brothers. The chair. 
a big confrontation. He's just going to kill him then. It's a lousy science experiment where you kill your subject matter at the end. Well, I guess the the creation is killed by the the creation kills the creator. Right. Then the murderer becomes the murderer. But is he dead, Mike? Right. You know this film. I I don't know if the chokey became the choker. <laughs> Look at my webbed hands. Thank you, print. Yeah, I did this scene. Uh, so there's an actor. It's like a karaoke for acting. And uh -huh. it, we call it Chokioki. I did that scene. <laughs> you did the choking scene, that yeah. Chokioki? The other <laughs> famous choking scene is in the drug juice from Fishburgers. Do you Fish remember? Fishburgers, available on YouTube. Me to death? Yeah. Why do you have a look in your eye? Like you're going to kill me. <laughs> I, drank, I drank the drug juice. So now Michael Ironside thinks that this guy's a murderer. So he's like, run away. Why should I run away? So I can shoot you. What doesn't make sense, though, Mike, is he was exonerated. But what about the mur murderers? All right, yeah. They let him out of court. He was only exonerated because his mom died of a heart Iron attack. Just before Ironside kills him, he gets stabbed in the heart by the vagrant. Oh, right through. I was wrong. Final last words. <laughs> oh, he shoots his guns while he's at it. Yeah, you know, it's a movie. I still love that they shoot 1,500 bullets at him and then only to get his attention just so he can talk to them. <laughs> Oop. No, not a Polaroid. Okay, ah. so he did take a Polaroid, okay? And that Polaroid shows the vagrant murdering him, and that will pay off very shortly. <laughs> oh, it'll pay highly. He's murdering him with a uh, pole through his Let's uh, body. Oh, we don't have to listen. They're already done. They just did yeah. a little confrontation. And now he's like, who killed him? And they both go, he did. I can't tell each other apart. You're the vagrant. I'm the vagrant. He's the fake. Yeah. Look at this photo. It's taken a long time. So you know how you had to wait for the Polaroids to develop? Yeah. Yeah. So he's waiting. You know, shake it. He doesn't shake it. So now wow. it's clear. And look, remember he died a minute ago. Now he's back to life. Now he's get he now he has oh. to have really died now. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. And he did get stabbed, shot, fallen off a balcony into a cacti. I'm mad at this movie for this because now the vagrant's dead. And thank you. That's it. Oh. You know? That's yeah. it. He's dead. He should he should have he should go to prison at the end. That's how it should end. Yeah, it should be like your experiment didn't work, Professor. You should get humiliated. But no, now the movie is essentially over, and we're going to have like ten minutes of unneeded epilogue. Well, okay, so I'm gonna pitch you my version during this ten minutes of needless okay. epilogue. Okay. So he becomes the uh, scientist, right? Yeah. So okay. twenty-five minutes in the movie, it's revealed what the the trick is. It's this yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy guy, a uh, disgraced professor, Socially using him as a human experiment, uh, uh, while killing people. So he finally gets his, uh, finally th kills him in the funhouse, not on a fucking cactus, right? Okay. Or whatever, but it, you know that was pretty dramatic. And he but, earns that killing. He yeah. did it. 
but he also turns into the science. Here we are. Right. Yeah, I got you. To he continue his work. Like he finds his books in the burnt rubble. He has three jobs, right? That's the theme of him. He's a loser, Carl. I'm not amount to anything. I'm a dreamer. I can't decide what I want to be. I'm working here, and now I'm working at the I'm trailer at the park. Trailer but now park. I'm a professor, and that's what I want to be. But it would be a cat and mouse movie for sure. Like it would wow. be more fun if I knew the vagrant was watching the vagrant fuck with him. Right. This film decided to make it like uh, a fear oh. thing, and then uh, I'm going crazy thing. Yeah, okay, so he a, turns on the water, turns it off, but the drip will come back like used to haunt his life. And the movie tries to make that like, I don't know, deep, intense. Never run away from it. Yeah. You can run if you want, but you're always a drip. I'm not a drip. I'm a winner. Drip, drip. I'm not a drip. Drip, drip. drip. Shut up. Okay. Thank you. Oh. The vagrant. Oh my God, Carl! We did it. Let's dance to this great music. What you think of this movie, Carl? Um, I mostly liked it. Like you said, we saw a terrible cut, terrible copy. You shouldn't say cut. The print was terrible. But like you said, it was cinematography great. You know, it really was. It was well put together. And it had all its turning points. It followed all the movie roles until the weird ending, which didn't, you know, it was tacked on or something. I'm sure this guy would kick my ass, this Richard Wright, the guy, if he was here. He would fuck you. Spurs, yeah, you don't have a movie. I'm a right for a living. But in my opinion, the ending didn't pay off the way it should have. <laughs> it was tacked on. So, you, this little loser says. Well, I mean, this is a psychological thrill ride into a one man's psychosis. It was not what I would like to see, which is that I see both perspectives, or I, mm-hmm. I, there's a reveal, and then it's a cat and mouse thing. Uh-huh. And then he catches wind that it's an experiment, and then there's like, give me 15 more minutes of him using that against him. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I think it would have been better, like two minds fighting each other. You know, Sherlock Paxton and Moriarty Vagrant fighting gotcha. each other. You know, going around the the house as a, as and it's a and I also would I would make it like a a real satire or a parody. Bring up you know like classism. Like there's a homeless man in your house that you bought. That's the movie, right? He's been there before. You can't yeah, get him out. His house, and you've moved in. Right. So it would have been a you know a little bit deeper, but. That said, the cinematography was great. The direction was really good. It was a little, yeah. I just felt the plot was a little thin. Like, you know, it was yeah. definitely, the music is cool too. And I would definitely, you know, I'm glad I watched it. I definitely yeah. wanted to see it. All right, let's see. Uh huh. The Yodel. Polka, Limbo. You need country music. They're trying to t- tell you. Girl from Uganda instead of Impanima. Oh wow! All that right, well, signed by Paxton. Okay, maybe this okay. movie played a lot on cable. I, guess, I don't know. It, it it it. There's a story behind it, and I didn't do enough research. Well, being an MTM movie, it will yeah. it will float around. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, the Vagrant. Yeah. Thank you, Mel Brooks, maker of loose shoes.
Dune. I think the story was uh, he wanted David Lynch to direct because he said, you're a crazy guy. I read that in the Inside Oscars book. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm so glad. we should stop this video, right? There's more on this. Uh... Yeah, okay. So this is one of those weird things on YouTube where it, like, starts, like, the film will start again, not at the beginning, like in the middle. We're done. We're done. Okay. All right, I'm going to go ahead and hit circle on my PlayStation 4 controller and end my YouTube experience. All right. Yeah, look at this. Ta-da! Well, I uh, got my own circle. Nice. Yeah, we would love to see photos. Why don't you go ahead and send it to us uh, on our Discord channel? <laughs> yeah, which or on Mutiny Radio's Discord channel. Yeah. Don't forget to donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to uh, Venmo, and it's at Mutiny Radio. Except uh, no substitutions at Mutiny Radio, and just give a couple bucks, you know, uh, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast or our, our YouTube pod, uh, video. You would see the whole movie, and you don't have to sync up. All right. Well, next week, Carl, I'm really excited. We're going to keep going. Our, we discussed what we were going to do next week, and I, are we doing the public domain movies? I think we can. I think it's yeah. time. I think Wait, it's time. One more. There wasn't one more. I think it's time for public domain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, every year since a couple of years ago during the Trump administration, the public domain law is back in effect. You know, no one noticed it, but it's now every year movies become in the public domain. And now movies from 1927 are in the public domain. And we wanted to celebrate it. Movies like Metropolis, which is over two hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, I think, Wings. It might be longer. Wings was the first Academy Award movie. A right. movie to win I Best Picture. Uh, Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, Denny Lane. They were really young back in that yeah. movie. They were negative 34 they, years old. Yeah, they thought they were old, right? Yeah. They thought, oh, we're in our 30s now. Well, you know, Thomas Hayden Church was great in that movie, Wings. Mm -hmm. Him and Stephen Weber just played off each other. Yeah, the pilots. Yeah, I think yeah. the sitcom. Okay, let's walk away from this line of jokes. Okay, you don't want to talk about Wings, the TV show? So there's a lot of great movies in 1927. And Carl and I looked through a bunch of lists of films that we would like to watch yes. uh, and celebrate. We're probably not going to play. Uh, and also, The Jazz Singer. We're not doing silent movies anymore. 27 started doing talkies. Okay, is that on YouTube? Have other people done not that? Not yet. Not yet. I, I think you have to rent and buy The Jazz Singer. Okay, all right. Well, but we saw a Harold Lloyd film we wanted to do. Um, you you tell me what film we're doing because it's not in front of me. Uh, oh. I guess I could look up our text, but I don't. I don't think it's in front of me either, to be honest with you. But that's the way. Mike, you just talked up. What's our next? Our, our film next week? And I now don't... you're like, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> now here's your great Ukraine joke. That was so funny. Yeah. That wasn't mine. That's a, called a meme. Uh, there's Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Oh, so, well, we can do that one. No, no, that's, I'm sorry. That's, that's for, I would like to do that movie later, to be honest with you. Okay. All uh, the film is The Kid Brother. Okay. The Kid Brother. 1927, of course. Yes. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Let's see if we can find it on here. The Kid Brother, Ted Wilde, Harold Lloyd, 1927 complete film. I don't think we have a trailer, of course. Oh, may I? Yes, we have a trailer. Let us. Okay, here we go.
do, 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 do. Nickelodeon Films, the OG Nickelodeon Films presents do, do, do. for only 1.2 cents. It's Harold Lloyd, our kid brother. Little clackered. You know, those, those trailers are in the 20s. They would say, like, great thrills. <laughs> Starring Ted Wilde. Ted Wilde. Harold Lloyd. Well, and Drew uh, Barrymore. Why don't we do this? I, I don't even know if it's on. I have the to. Kid Brother is right here. The okay. old film. The channel. I mean, I don't know anything about this channel. I don't know if we like it or not. But this channel is. I can't see. Well, we'll we'll talk about it more next week. We're not actually watching the trailer of it. I guess no. There is no trailer. It's the twenties. Yeah. Okay. All That'll right. Be good. Yeah. The sounds good. Brother, We're looking twenty-seven. And we'll we'll talk more about public domain movies that are that are from the year that, and we will also dig up a, a, a really weird, obscure one. But we do like the fact that we get to watch Harold Lloyd, and you know, so we'll do it next week. All right. Wow, that's exciting. Carl, thank you so much. Thank you for the research. Thank you for being, thank you for having me as your guest on your show. I really yes, appreciate thank it. You, thank you that you put me as a co-host. You called that's me last really week. an honor. I have to thank the other guests who canceled. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be here tonight. So Thank you, guests. Yeah, thank you for making me the other Keep on choice. canceling. Keep on dancing. All right, well, keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars. We'll see you next week on LWA, F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegel and Ann Carl. Boom, 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 Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird, commandeered by Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn ons are French noodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. God, how many? That's ten letters, right? It stands for Let's Watch A... Full length is one word because there's a hyphen. Movie 
on YouTube. Seven words, right? But Welcome Y and D are initialized, right? Right, but that stands for YouTube. We're, our show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. I'm glad to be here today, and I'm also proud to resent <laughs> our guest, Adam Spiegelman, your brother. Yeah. So I'm really excited. This show is based on my brother's show. Adam has been doing a podcast interviewing the greats i was just it's a cult movie podcast there's interviews and there's reviews and the interviews you go to proudlyresents.com and you look up the guy from summer school okay you look up the guy from ski whatever dean what's his name at cameron from 19 yeah that was a great interview he talked about everything the guy uh uh, Dean Cameron or something. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know yeah. He was in. Uh, him and his brother were aliens on a TV show in the eighties. Uh, called. Um, I love that show. They came yeah. to Earth or I don't know. something like that. But, but anyway, great... he was very he was very open about uh, losing his career in Hollywood. It's very interesting. Very <laughs> funny. It's very funny, and the guy has a good box out. So check out Adam's site for some great interviews. Lloyd Kaufman from uh, Troma has been interviewed. Uh, all the greats and all the great. All the greats. Great, great. There's a lot of people. I'm in it, too. Uh, and Adam is gracefully here with us. He has picked our movie that we're going to watch, a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to go to YouTube, watch the movie with us, and listen to our podcast at the same time. Yes, we are a podcast. We are all over. We're known to be airing uh, streaming first on Muni Radio every Sunday at 2 p.m. We're known for our podcast by our initials, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And, of course, we have a YouTube channel where Carl has already synced up the movie and the episode, and you can find that at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what is the movie we're watching? Today we are going to watch Come and Get It, 1936. But that's not what you put in the YouTube search engine, and this is a first. You're going to put in Francis Farmer movie, Okay. Francis, you know, F-A-R-N-C-I-S, Francis Farmer movie. The channel we like is Jogador Profissa of all craziness. Now, if you put in Come and Get It 1936 in the YouTube search, it does show up. maybe, I don't know if it does. I, you, you've got it? Yeah, but it's like the third choice. And like Carl says, it's not titled Come and Get It 1936. Five. It's titled Francis... Uh, Francis, Francis Farmer. Farmer movie, which is accurate, although other people are in it, but, and it's J-O-G-A-D-O-R, Professor is what we like, Jogador Professor. Okay, so um, we want you to go ahead, go to YouTube, type in Francis Farmer movie, or come and get it, and find the one by that username, which I'm not going to repeat, because I don't have it in front of me. It's Jogador Professor. Jogador Professor. All right, so find that link. Enter the link, click the link, hit pause immediately, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. When our special guest, Adam, says go, you Wait. will go. Are uh, uh, not doing a celebrity comedian countdown? Well, we have a celebrity comedian. Rose, we need you to do a countdown for us. Can you count okay. three, two, one, go? And when you say go, 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 go. go. All right, well, okay, that's All right. good warm-ups. Okay, go ahead, Rose. Uh, give us a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Fair enough. Roar! Roar! Immediately, we're Am roared at by a lion. You know, there's some movies where the, you don't hear the lion. Yeah. 
36. Yeah, like for, for a few years, they just had a silent war going in the intro of MGM movies. Lane. Edit. So Howard Productions presents Edith Farber's Come and Get It, uh, talked over by Adam, Carl, and Mike. Just want to get <laughs> all the preferences out of the way. This was a book in 1935 called, um, uh, called Come and Get It. And it was supposed to be a book all about how, like, America, the robber barons raped it, chopping down all the trees and messing up the, the waterways. And, but this film got changed by Howard Hawks, who's the director, right. to more about the love story and the, 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 the love triangle and the romance. It was more, it wasn't, it really doesn't pay respects to the spirit of the book. Okay. So she's passing out pamphlets and she falls in love. No, no. The book was just a book of exposing how they didn't care about conservation, wildlife. They didn't replant trees. It was basically a scalding book politically against robber barons. But Boring. Yes. You want a love story. That's yeah. how. No. Okay. So Samuel Mayer... Mm -hmm got injured he had a terrible operation he had two of them actually and so he was distracted and that's when director hawk said fuck this book i'm doing oh. a love story Behind i was in rose downstairs carl but can you guys uh x and a on the cursing a and the uh, rape yeah. words yeah yeah okay just imagine a five-year-old is sitting in here. Yeah, well, maybe we don't have a five-year-old on a podcast for adults. But okay, it's just one man's opinion. Movie. Look, there's horses. <laughs> now, this is the 1800s, late 1800s, uh, where our story begins with a young Barney Glasgow. And now he's going to tell all the workers to come and get it. Oh, he says the title? Which is our title. Oh, right away. It's the first line. The title. Yeah. And it's how we'll wrap up our film, too. Howard Hawks is a genius. Spoiler alert. Oh, really? Uh, At the end, he says, podcast, everything is spoiled. Hey, is there going to be a fight? And the guy says, come and get it. <laughs> Good <laughs> call, Mike. What else do you say, come and get it? He's for dinner, get a punch in the nose. Mm -hmm. I will tell it. you, but there's a five-year-old in the room. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm eight. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, well, we were, that's a big difference. Big difference. How old are your stuffies? Because we, we want to talk adult, but we don't want to talk in front of young stuffed animals. Now, Barney's like the oh, look at this. of all the loggers, and he's catching someone drinking. And Ooh. he's giving them the business. Was it maple syrup? Off the <laughs> sap, you sap. Only <laughs> saps do sap. Well, they God, can't drink. They cut down trees. Yeah, see? Respect. Hey, I'm a land baron. Oh, Whoa, shit. Whoa! Somebody I'm the low-budget Edward Robinson, see? He wasn't available, see? <laughs> yeah, now this guy, as soon as I saw this film, I knew his face. So I said, where do I know this guy from? And you I know what it is? Him up. This is Edward oh, the, uh, Arnold. Yeah. Which one? The, the lumberjack or the land baron? The land, well, he's not a land baron. He's like the, the foreman. He's like okay. in charge of all the loggers. But he will become that guy. Yes. Yeah, Ooh, he chooses. That. This is what I liked about the film. Was that it? All right, the kid in the back, that's Spider from Goodfellas. He grew up. Yeah, you want to dance? Yeah, he still had his foot. 
I love like old movies where like guys like that can knock out lumberjacks. Did you see how he so punched? Joke. He held his, caressed his face, and then punched him in the nose. <laughs> but I when I it. looked up Edward Arnold, the truth is he's just been an, a million things. The only thing we would know is uh, he was in Duck Soup. He was in Mister mm -hmm. Smith Goes to Washington. He was in Twelve Angry Men. I remember him in Mister Smith Goes to Washington. He says the line, "Shut up." Stop talking. But is it the filibuster scene? <laughs> Be quiet. Be quiet. Enough already. <laughs> In 12 Angry Men, he played men. All right. Title roll. <laughs> he played number 12. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He played guilty number guy. 10. He was juror number 10. All right. What's he goes? Yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. I haven't okay. seen him play. So now what we're finding out is. Barney's ambitious, very ambitious. Sure, he's the foreman, but that's not enough for him, right? He wants to do perfect job for the boss because in the very near future, he's got a bit of a proposal for the boss. So he's like, you men are behind on your login. So I'll tell you what, we're going to double down and do this other lot too to really wow the boss. And if we do, I'm going to throw a huge party for you. Free booze for everyone. Yay! That's the equivalent to now in the office when they say, like, if you come in for extra hours, you get a pizza party. And everyone's like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah right. No health insurance. All right. well, now just, we're going to see a lot of timber. Okay. Oh, and timber. Timber. And there are lots of times right timber. by the tree. I just don't get how I don't get mushed by a mistake. Hollywood. Well, well so you say timber. Yeah, you say Timber, you say No, four. but the guy's sawing themselves. What if it fell right on? You don't have a second yeah. to get out of the way. No, I'm with you. I never knew I understood that. You noticed there was a, a credit in the beginning for logging sequences filmed by a separate person. So they must have somebody who knows what they're doing. Oh, they must have bought this, it, you right? see how close it is to them? Of course, yeah. it's a fake in a movie, but like, what if it started tipping his way? It Do you is. think it's a real tree that they, or a Hollywood tree? Uh, well, okay. Oh, yeah, that's one of those the Hollywood trees. Interior scenes were filmed in Idaho in the North Fork Clearwater River, and we're going to see a lot of that footage. One of those liberal Hollywood trees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those Rob Reiner trees. <laughs> You'll see him getting hugged in the film. Now, here it's like late, but Barney's still working, and he's going to, you know, they're talking about how. The river is thawing and they can use it for the logs and they're going to dynamite the ice that doesn't melt. It's pretty dramatic. Nice. He's like, hey, boss, have you heard of these floppy disks? You don't need that logger book. Like, that's old school. It'll never work. Never work. It's a lodger. Lodger. Although they're doing logging, it's not a logger book. It's a, it's a ledger. I was going to say ledger, but I said lodger. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong and you're right. It's Ledger. Yeah, you write the Ledger. He's staying in the in that hotel. <laughs> Very USA. Yeah, look how old the guy in the hat is. For now. Yeah. like they're both actually pretty old, but he just looks ancient. You know, with the now, this guy, they're probably both 35 to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, how old are you here? Right. That's a hardy 35 right there. He that lived, guy's funny. He story. lived. I was a juror for 12 with other 11 yeah. other angry men. Well, that was in the 50s. You see, what happened is Edward would go on to begin to gain weight. Then he would lose weight. Then he would gain weight. Then at one point in his career in the 40s, he said, you know what? 
I don't want to be a leading man anymore because I got a diet. So he just let himself get big and took character acting roles. Oh, so in 12 Angry Men, he played Juror 12 and 11. Uh, he hey, played- <laughs> come on. Hello. He filled out both <laughs> seats, but he played hey, 10. We were going to do 11 Angry Men, but oh, you're such yeah. a good actor. Yeah. Well, I only see 11. Hey, I'm in the room. <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> Now, we're about to see about 20 minutes of